There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on Barbecue and Tech, we're going to talk about offset smokers, which neither Chris or I have experience with, but we brought a very good friend of ours into the show to talk about it. His name is Tony. He's also an entrepreneur running his own business, but barbecue is something he is super passionate about, like all of us, and he's going to tell Chris and I why our smokers are garbage and we should be using an offset smoker. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. So let me set this up a little bit. So... You know, there's not a lot of people who's I know personally whose barbecue I respect, but this dude right here is one of my favorites. Uh, the guy's been <coughs> sorry. I, what about my barbecue? That hurt a lot. You, you wouldn't be doing the show with me if I didn't respect your barbecue. I thought that was pretty obvious. <laughs> but uh, this guy's been in the game probably just as long as I had. He has a restaurant background like I have as well. But he took a different path when it comes to smokers. And, uh, I, uh, you know, and honestly, he actually inspired me to attempt to make my own baked beans. I went to his house one day for a barbecue. He made his own baked beans. And I was like, yo, I got to step my game up. So this, you know, th- when I thought about uh, having somebody on to talk about bring a different perspective on barbecue, there was none other than this cat right here. So my man. Um, So the first thing. I want to just folks to understand is how did, how did you get in? What was your kind of entry into getting into barbecue? So it's going to sound weird, but I liked barbecue sauce as a kid. And then I started like barbecue sauce and we're like where we're from. There's not a huge barbecue market. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things that, that uh, it's ingrained in the, you know, the mid Atlantic area. So barbecue sauce was what I thought barbecue was. So then I started liking barbecue sauce and then, I was like, well, I want to make my own barbecue. And then the first smoker I bought was the cheap off-brand Weber Bullet. It was it, it, it was probably made by Sleber. You know what I mean? It's one of those <laughs> off-brand fake names. <laughs> and I made the most horrible tough ribs I ever had. But from there, I, I just continued to get into it. And The bug hit. The yeah. bug hit. Now, I remember this was almost 20 years ago, Chris. You came to my house in Silver Spring, and we put together that cheap offset smoker, the char griller. I remember that. Now that's when it really kicked off. I was I was hooked then. It was just like it's over. I want to make everything I can make, and and, and that's what I've been doing. 
Well, I remember that. I remember that house. I remember chilling in the back. I remember that whole thing. That's crazy. And you just aged us a little bit talking about 20 years ago. (laughs) But uh, so when I looked at smokers and I had considered uh, getting a yeah offset i had looked at offset smokers you know we talked about it before our our first smoker between rod and i was pretty much the same thing it was kind of one of those super thin bullet style uh smokers but ours used propane it didn't even you know it wasn't even contingent upon charcoal it, mm-hmm. you put wood in it with a water uh bowl and then that's how you did it but uh i was always fascinated with the offset smoker and i know you've had a bunch of them this current smoker you have is like your fifth smoker now yeah, yeah, it's my fifth one. It's it's my, my fifth and most uh, I would say professional one. Yeah, and I, most I expensive, right? Oh yeah, most expensive by far. Right now, it's a I don't want to say knockoff, but it's designed after a um, those propane tanks. You know, the big propane yeah. tanks, and yeah. it's offset okay. with a um, it's got a, a heating Oof. box. It's got a it's got everything. It's you know, it's my I call it side chick. My wife calls it side chick because <laughs> I spend so much time with her. Like, Where are you going? You hanging out with side chick? That's it. So. so th- for me, that's the that was like when, and mind you, you you watch any of the big barbecue guys, you know they're running the mill scale ninety four or and there's the uh, Brazo, all the different smokers, or even sometimes the Franklin smokers, and mm-hmm. all great smokers. And my biggest challenge with an offset, and I know people will tease like Chris and I, we run something that can function like an oven, <laughs> but it <laughs> gives you smoke flavor. Do you find fire management? To, like was that like a religion you had to get after and then yeah yeah fire okay. management is tough no but it all the the offset also plays to my personality i'm like you'll find that i i can do three or four different things at once my, i have like a raging adhd you know what i mean so <laughs> yep. something that i have to tend to all the time that i get to check on it plays well to my personality so it really helps me out that I got my monitor. I know how my firebox is doing. I know how my temperature is doing. I got to add a log. Do I have to spritz? Like it's one of those things that that really plays to who I am, and that that's why I love offsets. If I if I could sit back and and not be as involved, I don't think I'd like it as much as barbecue. I like being involved. We got we got a friend that says after I cook. I look like I was a train engineer shoveling coal into the back of a uh, <laughs> into the back of a uh, you know a, a, a train engine. But either way, the smoke's fire. You know the barbecue's nice. It's good. So I, I just love it. So are you a post oak guy, or do you do you do different types of wood? I usually I like cherry a lot. So what I'll do is and I'll blend like oak and cherry. Or sometimes lately I've been like it's it, and that's the thing you got to experiment a lot so lately i've been using birch cuz birch clean burns really really clean and mm. uh i've used some of that recently um i found a guy and you know up north in frederick who owns a cherry farm a cherry tree farm and everything he cuts down he calls me he said this is aged do you want it i said yep i absolutely want it but i really love cherry so that that was the next question i had for you which is the like right now i can just run to and get like for my pellet smoker, I can get pellets anywhere. I can get charcoal, you know, or lump charcoal wherever I want. Most places will carry it. If you look outside and you're like, mm, I don't got wood, you're not, you're not smoking. Like you're not going to do chunks of chips and think you're going to get through a smoke. Oh, no chance. Yeah. That, yeah. I, it, I have a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a log burner. I, you have to use splits. I use about six and a half to eight and a half inch splits. And, um, I, I hunt for wood. You know, I hunt for wood. So if if there's a tree that fell down in the neighborhood, 
that might be mine. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it, depending on what it is, it's an oak. Is it maple? You know, and if and I, I'll search for Craigslist. I'll search on um, on Facebook Marketplace, and usually you find a really good deal. You find a good deal. Like I said, I have the guy in uh, in that owns a cherry tree farm, and then I had uh, a neighbor who who owns a, a landscaping business, mm. and he. Um, he had he cut down an entire tree, kept it in his backyard. So he's got, I've, I've got cherry for years. He doesn't care, just come grab it. But yeah, it, it's tough sometimes. You're like, man, I need to go buy wood, and it eats, but I still need it. So that lends me into one of the things we love to do at the beginning of the show, which is to right up front, we like to give folks uh, a couple of tips um, that can really propel them into their craft of smoking food, and. Uh, with you being so in depth with offset smokers, can you give our listeners three tips, you know, around, uh, offset smokers? Yeah, no doubt. Um, first thing is your fire management. Don't set a fire and expect to cook within and before an hour is up. You got to get that coal base working. You really, you can't, you don't want that dirty, dark smoke. You want that, you know, nice clean blue smoke that you get, or maybe it looks like a hazy road on the hot summer day. That's what you're looking for. So if you really want to go into an offset smoker, that's a stick burner, you need to make sure that you're setting your fire up an hour before you're ready to actually put your meat on. So you have a really good coal base and only thing you're throwing in an hour, 45 minutes, depending on your splits is one log an hour. And you're sitting there and you're doing that. The second thing is you got to make mistakes. And you're not going to make mistakes by trying to get everything perfect. If you're buying a $159 Snake Creek brisket and you you want this to come out perfect and it's your first burn, you're not going to do it. <laughs> get the cheap meats. Get the shoulders. Get the uh, get the chicken quarters. Learn your smoker. It's like, it's like um, with offsets, especially with the reverse flow that, that I have, you got to understand that it, it's a, it's a two-person relationship and you're not the ruler. The rulers, the smokers, they're, they're going to teach you the rules and you have to listen to the rules and you can't go beyond them because otherwise you're going to come up with a less superior product than you want. The third thing with a reverse smoker, depending on how many tiers you have in your offset smoker, how many tiers you have in your box, if it's one or two, always add a water pan to where the heat comes back on the inside. You need to keep the moisture in there. It pings around all over the place. That's the way the reverse smoker works. It, 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 it's almost like an, a convection oven. But without enough moisture in there, sometimes it'll tend to dry out if you're not careful with how hot it gets there. Because remember, it's going across that baffle and it's heating up like an oven does. And then the smoke is going to come out the other side and go across it one more time. So it's almost like it's a convection oven and it could be cooking it twice. You need to understand how the moisture is going to help you. That is super interesting. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good, important point. Uh, if you don't mind me jumping in. All right. So there's, there's offset smokers where this, this firebox is, let's say on the right, the smoke exits on the left. And usually the smokestack is at the same height as your grate. Mm -hmm. Yours is a reverse flow, which means the firebox and the smoke come in and exit on the same side. Correct. However, you have a baffle, a plate that runs all the way across through the bottom where the meat would be above it. And then the smoke is forced up through the chamber and then has to travel all the way back across flowing over your meat to get out. So when the hot air is coming in at the bottom, that, that metal plate, that baffle that you're talking about is getting hot. So the meat is getting that cooked directly from the bottom plus. So I don't want to say you've added a layer of complexity, but why did you go with 
uh, reverse versus just a uh, typical offset. Typical offset. So a lot of the offset smokers that you'll find, except like maybe the Franklins or the uh, Metal Creeks or the Langs, a lot of the offset smokers that, that are within a, an affordable range. You know, you got a five thousand dollar smoker that is a Lang. It, that's a um, you know that's not reverse flow. You're going to get a lot of different hot spots, right? And you have now you're going to have cooling zones, hot zones. You're going to have to multiple probes. It's going to look like an ER room. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're going to have so many probes, so many things going on in there to make sure that your meat is in the right spot. Unless you have a lot of money to spend on one of the more expensive ones. Now with the reverse flow. It's a, yes, it's expensive too. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was expensive. It was one of those things where I thought about for a very long time. But with the reverse flow, the reason why because you have less hot spots within the uh, within the cooking chamber, mm-hmm. and you got to think of that. I know you can see my hands. Like if you got like a 45 degree angle, you have your firebox, and without a baffle, it's going to go straight. A lot of that heat is going to go straight up to the exhaust, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a really hot zone underneath that, and it's it, it makes it a little bit tougher to manage. Now you'll see some guys on YouTube or wherever it may be. What they'll do is they'll put a protection log on their, on their, um, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's because they want to make sure that that hotspot hits the log and doesn't hit the, whatever the cook is. Hmm. So that's why I prefer the reverse flow. I, I wanted a reverse, reverse flow for a long time. So with the reverse flow, you don't need the protection log no. because it's got the baffle there to, to yep. funnel the, the heat all the way across to the other side and then back up. Through exactly the, through, through the top very and this is one of the things that i also found fascinating about the different smokers and the different ways you have to get good barbecue because when i bought my gravity fed smoker first off the, the inventor of this smoker designed it specifically so that they didn't have to go with the reverse flow or you know and to worry about those hot spots and uh, but they you know to be 100 percent fair they also make reverse flow smokers, so it's not the end-all, be-all. But it, they wanted to do something that was easier to use but still could pump out competition-style barbecue. When I bought my smoker, one of the first things that they said to me was like, never put a water pan in this thing, ever. <laughs> they were like, it doesn't need it because of the way it works. So that so this is why we do this show. So folks that have the different types of smokers can experiment and figure out what works what works best for their smoker. But overall, you know, the end game is putting out a great barbecue. So what was the first thing that you actually smoked on it? After seasoning, of course. Oh, uh it already came seasoned. I got it from this guy and, and um I got it from a guy who makes who custom making called Port Deposit Maryland. And he had it all seasoned. It would look, I mean, it was perfectly seasoned. I came mm-hmm. in, it smelled, it smelled like he cooked on it. I said, okay, that's great. So the first thing I cooked on it was I, I did eight racks of ribs. I said, I'm going to push this thing as hard as I can push it. And I'm going to learn it. And look, some of the racks might be better than the others because of placement and so forth sure. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So I did eight racks of uh, St. Louis style ribs, cut them down. You, know, you, you made the rib tips the whole nine. I got pictures. I'll send them over. So that, those are the first things that I did. And now what I wanted to do is a lot of people like the three, two, one technique. I'm not a fan of three, two, one. I just, I'm with you, man. I, I, I like, I like holding them things on there the whole time. Here's the difference with the reverse flow. I did eight racks of ribs, four on my bottom, four on the top, two different temperatures. Cause you have a variance between how high the temperature is between sure. the, the two separate racks. They were done in three and a half hours. 
had a nice smoke ring and it was over Johnny. It was, I was like, it's done. I'm never getting another thing. So this now, is do, do you find that you rotate your meat like from the top to the bottom rack? Like if you're doing a, like, let's say you're doing a bunch of briskets, you might rotate around just so you can level up. So you don't have like the bottom ones are done really fast. And the top ones are taking a lot longer. No, I, I don't tend to do that because you, you can cook it, you know, you know, you can cook at different temperatures and get different uh, and get different types of product. So usually if I'm doing a brisket, like I, I got a small family, got me, my wife, my two kids, that's it. If I'm doing multiple briskets, I'm wasting food, but I've done multiple butts and multiple whole chickens and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's just, sometimes I like to see the different product I get at different temperature. You know what I mean? So my right. bottom rack, my bottom rack is, it's, it's uh, like the, you ever, you know, you see the rotisserie chickens going to get all the drippings from the top yeah. because the top's going to be done faster. And then, you know, I'll just, I keep rotating out like that. So do you find that the top is hotter or the bottom is hotter? Top's hotter. Yeah. That's like, oh, okay. Cause same oh. thing like the egg, right? They tell you to be careful when you use those, uh, racks that have multiple levels because the heat rises. So the top of the egg is actually hotter than the actual, the, and then the uh, grates at the bottom. When I smoke my chicken wings, I use the very top rack because I can get that thing up to easy floating 300 degrees without re- right. even trying. And so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, because it keeps going, get nice crispy and all that stuff. And then when I want to pump it up, I just open up the vent and that keeps, that keeps the flow going a little bit higher. So I know that um, you put in a lot of research when it came to finally settling on this i mean you asked me about my smoker numerous times you looked at other smokers and uh i i know you put in a ton of research what was it about this particular smoker that made you pull the trigger so because of what i one of the things i get asked a lot is can you tell me a good smoker and you know for me i said it's not an easy question to answer because you, it depends on what you want to do but if i can continue to highlight what type of things people who've been doing uh smoke food for a long time uh look for it could help other people um be able to pick smokers for themselves so what were the kind of the things that you were looking for and then why did you settle on this in particular the the offset or the smoker I purchased the actual no just smoker. the actual smoker you purchased so well, you know because I I would assume like thickness of oh, yeah. the metal yep. and you know height um, you know capacity so just you know those type of things so there was a guy uh, there's a guy like I said the guy I got it from he's got a Facebook page and I, I was watching him I watched him I stalked him for three years like straight up he could have had charges on me you know what I mean like this guy he's stalking me there's a problem what, I don't know why what's you know he, Either way, and I stalked him, and each time he sold a smoker, I, everybody's, I man, I used it the first time, or I used it the third time, it gets, it gets better and better and better and better and better. And now, his price was, a, it was considerably cheaper than going down and getting a Lang or going up and getting a Meadow Creek. So I was like, all right, let me see this guy, let's see this guy. And I finally, I, I talked to him for three months before I actually decided to buy, so I kept talking to him on Facebook, and then he, I was like, tell me what he's like, so I use, I'll use an old propane tank. Uh, the side firebox is going to be like this thick as steel. Your uh, your stack's going to be this. He said, I'm going to put the pneumatic wheels on it. Your grates are going to pull out. This is the way I said it. I kept reading down. I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, this is everything I would want in in, in a smoker. I was like, and he, it's like, the thing about Facebook reviews are, they're real reviews. You can see the person's face. You know what I mean? You can see, or their profile picture. You can see that they're local. And he... It, it, he just had it had everything I wanted, so I was like, "All right, I'm going to roll with it." I put the money down, and uh, three months later, it was built and ready for me. I was the last smoker he did. He said he was taking a break after that because he just he said every time he sells one, he gets orders for ten more. 
He's like, I've right. been waiting for you for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Done now. <laughs> I've so, had this fish on the line far too long. So if um, I was to narrow it down, one second, Rob. So if I was to narrow it down, so you liked the feature that it had, which was uh, the ability to pull out the shell, the the, the racks, slide like, them out. I like I like the durability of it, right? Because when you're talking about a smoker that's offset, the thickness of the of the metal, which is an old propane tank, you know what I mean, which it will never so blow up. It sounds like the I think from what I've looked at the 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 Holy Grail is like I think a quarter of an inch thick, yeah, or something around there. So yeah. I assume that it's some it's somewhere around there as well. Yeah, correct, and it holds heat. That's I was I was set to do a brisket today. I was going to do a brisket to get up at four. I was going to have it for dinner. Just just so happens I had too much fun last night, and I was not <laughs> able to wake up at four. Now I had no issues with it because it was supposed to be ten degrees at four o'clock in the morning when I was going to start my smoker. Right. No issues. All I have to do is get it up to temp. It'll hold its temp, and it'll just keep pushing. So that's one of the main things. Like because if you get a cheap offset smoker that's essentially made out of like tin foil or, or you know beefed up yeah. tin foil on steroids. It's a fuel hog. It's eaten all day long. So the, one the, of the main things was the thickness and to be able to re, the, the heat retention that we we're able to use, and also the side the side warming box. Because if I ever have goals to get the you know we have a huge barbecue or we have a huge get together, I want to be able to cook, keep it in the warming box, and keep cooking. You know what I mean? That's exactly what I want to get done. That's awesome. So those are yeah. things. Go ahead, Ron. So um, probably. And I, this may be, uh, don't, uh, don't throw something at me when I ask this question, but while I know you can just be a stick burner, would you say that someone who's first getting started, would it be okay to start off with like, say, get like briquettes, yep. put those in, let that be your kind of your heat source and then throwing in the sticks to throw the flavor? Or is that like, just figure it out. Like, just don't, don't start that way. Cause it's, you're going to stick with that crutch forever. No, no. I, I would say that's exactly why I started. I started okay. with if you had like a Oklahoma Smoky Joe or some a higher end cheap offset smoker, absolutely get yourself a whole bunch of um, charcoal and throw a, a half hour log on top of the charcoal and keep throwing charcoal on there. You got to learn somehow, and you're going to burn a lot of really good meat until you start learning. You know what I mean? And you don't want to. It can get real expensive and real discouraging. It's like, oh man. I just made a football. It was supposed to be a brisket and it's tough as shit. <laughs> so the, the, the best way to learn is through charcoal. Do you start your logs with charcoal anyway? Cause I thought yeah. that, I saw that as a typical way you put, put a little charcoal on the bottom, get the first log or two in there exactly. and then you just go logs after that. So I'll, I'll build a Lincoln log house without a roof, you know, two, two, two. Mm-hmm. So four, four logs. And then um, one more on top, I'll dump a whole basket of Kingsford in there. That's hot. And then I wait an hour. Then I have a nice, really nice coal bed that's ready. So that's usually where I do it. Now, do you find you having to maintain it with like oiling it or do you just cover it and you don't have to keep oiling to keep rust off of your smoker? Nah, it, it the way that it's tough to maintain it um, without oiling it, you know, because it, it's going to absorb so much water. It, it's, it just does. Um, and you protect it the most you can. You know, you, you have this, my, my side fire box will get up to 600 degrees or if it needs to be. So uh, I've had it up to 400 at a time I, I was like on the side fire box. So that, uh, that everlast paint or that high uh, heat paint is not going to last forever. It's just not going to last forever. So you got to oil it up sometimes and you got to cover it. Now, the thing is, is that when you have a custom built one, as opposed to like a Lang or like a metal Creek or even your, your uh, COS is a chief offset smokers. 
you're using a tarp. That your cover is a blue tarp, and you look like Sanford and Son in the backyard. But Sanford <laughs> and Son makes really, really good barbecue. So. <laughs> now, I I know that like with the I I've never looked inside of a, a reverse, but I know with a traditional all set, like you really it's almost like a barrel cut in half. So if you if you didn't want to have a grill and a smoker, you could just dump charcoal right below and actually grill right below. Like if you needed to, with a traditional offset, you could without a baffle plate. For mine, yep. it would it would ruin the it would ruin the baffle plate because it's a reverse yep. flow. Right. I, I would say this to anybody who says they want to have a smoker and a grill, multi-use utens um, kitchen appliances suck. You know what I mean? I'm tearing up right now. You have this is good. this is one of the things that I've been preaching since day one. I yeah hate to hear that i'm using my egg as a grill uh, i just just go get a grill <laughs> yeah, don't I have, do it i have a um i got a i got a weber i got a weber you know the 22 got you know it's nice i have a nice weber it's nice for me at least and i won't smoke i won't grill anything on my smoker and i don't smoke anything on my grill even though you can you know what i mean so yeah. yep. you need to have if you're going to put in the commitment because look the charcoal gets wet it doesn't matter, like if, and then you can't put that, those ashes into a bag or to a burn box immediately, or to even to a, and if something happens at range, you get you're rusting out on the bottom, you're just losing an investment. Yeah, yeah. You know, not everybody's in the position where they can buy two. Yeah, you know I mean, do what you got to do. You know, at the end of the day, make great barbecue. But if you can, you know, just use your smoker as a smoker. That first, uh, when I got that Mac Two Star General, you know, I got it at a soup extreme discount and this is a super expensive uh pellet smoker but i got it at an extreme discount because the person that bought it wanted to use it as a grill and he just burned up everything he put in there on the inside because of the grease drippings and then he returned it and they let him return it so i just cleaned it up and bought all new insides and had a you know a multi-thousand dollar smoker for a couple hundred bucks yeah i agree and if you want to start off smoking craigslist there's plenty of people that think they like the barbecue and realize they don't like barbecue. It's a lot of work. They like the end result. You know, it's like those people who say, I want to be married. Like, no, you don't. You like the idea of being married. You need to stay <laughs> single. Don't eat barbecue somewhere else. <laughs> and you can find something on Craigslist really, really cheap. And they'll be happy to give it to you. And while it's good to like the an egg or Komodo Joe, whatever it is you want to start with, those they're great. But you're not going to get the same smoke flavor mm-hmm. as to what you're getting on a reverse or what you get on um, an offset. Like the smoke flavor you're able to produce, and even Chris with his gravity fed, you get just amazing smoke flavor. Yeah. But it does come with work. Like Chris, you know, he can put something on; it'll handle all the airflow. You don't have that comfort of saying, "I can go get a DigiQ nope. or anything to." Yeah. No, like don't. you're not running to watch your, your kid's soccer game for an hour while the smoker's running. Yeah. yeah no chance. There's absolutely yeah. no chance of that. That's one of the reasons, you know, why I think we spent about the same amount for our smokers. But, uh, you know, it's one of the main things that I really liked about mine was the fact that I could easily hook up, you know, uh, air airflow devices to it and uh, maintain the temperature. Because I had gotten to the point where I got tired of fighting and and uh, maintain the temp. I'd rather focused on on the barbecue itself. Um, but I know you've been working on brisket. I know it wasn't your, your top thing. Now, how did you find that this smoker is uh, helping out with your briskets? It does well. Um, it does really well. See, there's this is again knowing your knowing your lover or knowing your your side chick, right? There's a spot in my smoker where I know if I just sit my brisket there or I sit my shoulder there, 
all I'm going to have to do is wait and it's going to come happen. It's, it's going to happen. It's just, just wait, be nice to it. It's going to happen. The wrap, the fold, I mean, it, it comes, it jiggles. It's nice. It's just, and I'm, I've never, and I've previously to this, I've never been able to produce brisket or shoulders that nice. You, so there's always like, it's, you get what you pay for, but mm-hmm. the consistency that this provides, uh, it, it's just unbelievable. It's reliability. You know, right. I like to know when I go out in the morning, my car is going to start. Right. I like to know when I put my meat in my uh, smoker, it's going to come out right. And I don't have to worry, worry too much about wind or outside environment to, to affect my smoke. Cause that's what happens with a smaller, cheaper offset smoker. You, those things, it will ruin your day. I had a Thanksgiving ruined one time on an offset smoker that was cheap. I spat chalked the Thanksgiving turkey. I was ready to roll. Wind picked up about 25 miles per hour. Man, I was looking at the burnest bird you've ever seen after about an hour and a half. <laughs> I had to go out to the store on Thanksgiving and they were only frozen turkeys. I had to buy the turkey breast only i was like man uh, this this is a walk of shame <laughs> first off should be special at least you weren't out eating you didn't have to take them out for chinese food so uh, yeah no doubt no but here's a huge question and uh a lot of our early listeners are gonna get a kick out of this so with the setup of your offset uh reverse flow when you're doing brisket is it fat side up or fat side down it's fat side up <laughs> and love on that it. note <laughs> <laughs> love it so because uh I, you know you figure with the way the heat flows but you know i guess with the reverse you're you're pretty good because the air stays pretty even throughout the whole thing right and then i have that baffle plate on the bottom it's almost yeah. like uh making a convection oven on it so that's why the and, and it just soaks through you know what i mean it's it goes all the way through about a quarter inch, you know, leave about a quarter inch on the top. By the time it's done, it's over, Johnny. Have you tried? Have you tried both on there just to kind of experiment with it? No, I haven't. I haven't. Remember, I'm not the ruler. The you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would smoker, I do it the wrong way? When yeah, the right way the to do it. The smoker's the ruler. Yeah, I, I go with that too. But I, every once in a while, I'll just try it just to see, you know, maybe something changed. Maybe, maybe something's still different. But, um, yeah. And each time I realize I've made a mistake yet again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> At least it's still edible. So one of the things that uh, one of our fans hit us with uh, recently was um, they want us to do a cook-off between a Walmart brisket, a Costco brisket, a butcher brisket, and a then Snake River Farm. Snake River Farm brisket. So I definitely want to get you in on that to kind of help taste test that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so we're going to buy them. Yeah. Twist my arm. I'll come <laughs> yeah, right. for free. <laughs> so, but all of them will make good enough brisket. You know what I mean? All yeah, of, I all think those in, are, in yeah. the end, you know, will they be edible? Yes. Oh, but yeah. if, you know, how the understanding what the disparity is, I think it's going to be the fun part, right? You know? Yeah, I blind taste test, definitely. I want to yeah. know what people really pick. Yeah, no doubt. I was looking at the Snake River Farms. Uh, gold American Wagyu yesterday. You just did one. Oh, you got you just did one. Yeah, yeah. me and Chris. Yeah. How did it turn out? Unbelievable. <laughs> so that was a. How, did you now? How many pounds was yours? Twenty two. Over twenty. Yeah. So so you you were you were in the two hundred and forty dollar range for that thing, right? Yeah, it hurt. Rod yeah, bought it, so he did, he didn't share the price with me. He bought it as a either, gift. Either either that was nice of you. My birthday's well, coming up. So. I mean, the family ate it, so <laughs> my birthday's coming up. So, <laughs> so what we did, um, 
is uh, we did a big Super Bowl slider thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so we took, uh, we had the 44 farms beef ribs, which were plate ribs, plate ribs which, yeah. which previously were impossible for us to find. Uh, and then we had the uh, Snake River Farms brisket. And the first thing that I noticed when I was trimming the brisket was the marbling on it. It was silly, yeah. silly, 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 silly. And then um, when I smoked, I smoked it. And the, the surprising thing about it was how fast it smoked. I thought it was going to take, it's 22 pounds, by far the biggest brisket I ever smoked. And it's still cooked within like 12, 13 hours, which That's shocked the heck out of me. That's a half an hour um, pound. Yeah, and I didn't even trim, like I trimmed a good amount of fat, but I left more fat than I would normally leave on it just because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to waste anything. You know what, what I mean? What'd you do with the fat? Uh, so th- this time I didn't keep it. Um, one of the, f- in the future, I'm going to try to make my own, uh, tallow. Tallow, yeah. So, uh, so this, the brisket I'm making tomorrow is the first time I'm going to try it with tallow. I'm going to try so we've been doing it. F- we've been doing it for a while. Where'd you get your tallow from? It's Wagyu Tallow. comes in a black box. I got it from Amazon. Everywhere. Same one Chicago we Chicago Company. Chicago, Chicago yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same one we same used. Stuff. Is yeah, it good? So it's, it, it's, you just it, don't need it, a lot. That's the key. Yeah. You don't need a lot. What I did was I, and for anybody listening, tallow is essentially a rendered beef fat. Um, and so one of the mysteries of making great barbecue is to use rendered beef fat when you wrap your brisket. And, uh, so, what we did was we just I scooped some out into a uh, like a ketchup, you know, the condiment mm-hmm. style bottle. I just scooped some out in there and I just melted it in the microwave real quick. And then when I go to wrap my brisket, that's when I you know, spray it down um, through the bottle. So that way I don't waste any. Right. Because, I, you know, I can just let it get hard and you know put it back in the cabinet and use it next time. But uh, it does. I think it adds a nice little extra flavor to the brisket it, to it. it definitely adds a, a juiciness to the brisket as well but i'd be interested to see what what you uh take get out of it so there was a there's a guy i, I don't know if you know this mad scientist you on oh, yeah. You yeah 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 so he actually he actually puts a, a tin pan in the smoker and he smokes the tallow before yeah and i'm, I'm thinking that. about doing it that way too but you know i would do it without first just to see if you notice the difference first yeah and then try that yeah. Not to mention you still I mean when he's cooking he's he might be cooking 6 eggs brisket so you might only need like a like a little over a teaspoon maybe maybe at most a tablespoon of the tallow I mean oh, and no that's kidding. a lot. So it, like it putting goes, it in there it it's melts just, and goes a long way but I yeah. you know I like I said just put it in a bottle first and you're you're you'll be fine. Right. I I don't know how much smoking at first would add to it so that's why I I saw him do that but I didn't do that right I just said I'm just going to use it normal. Because it's pretty much as soon as it that goes back in the smoker, it's gonna pick up the smoke flavor anyway, yeah. you know. So or I, it's like, already got the smoke flavor from uh, from, the, from the meat that is touching exactly. Yeah, so I I don't know what that adds to it. There's another trick apparently out there that uh, where you take some of the fat and um, I didn't do it this time, but I've done it in the past, and you actually put it over the coals. Yeah, I've done I've done that one. Uh, yeah, I did that, ribs that, that actually, way on my egg. I think was kind of interesting. I don't know if it was enough to really say, "Wow, it's the big difference." But apparently, it's not the just the beef tallow that's making a difference in some of these upper echelon uh, smokers. See, it's uh, adding the fat to the uh, charcoal. Now, if I had to get a different smoker or n- another smoker, I'm just so I'm so loyal. I started off with the with the um, offset. 
I was looking at the Franklin one, but the wait mm-hmm. list is longer than the wait list for heaven. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and it looks like, like a good smoker. It does. And, uh, it looks like it's really well built. I was thinking about looking at that one too, but um, it's going to start looking like a smoker graveyard in my backyard because I got, you know, I got the uh, the big all set reverse flow now. And right. another one that I've used is the um, the ugly drum type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So I've used those two, but yeah. I, it's so funny that I actually started looking at another smoker, even though there's absolutely nothing wrong with mine. Yeah. And mine is massive, the amount of food I can do on it. But I just feel like I want another one. It's the and creativity it, issue. It's the, it's like I want to create something on something different, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. It, and that's exactly what it does. That's what drives you. It's like, listen, I want to create, yeah. I want to tr- know what it's like to you know, drive this car or, you know, go into this place in the world. It's the creativity of you. And there's nothing, it's not going to go away. I'm looking at the bigger version of mine. There is, there is a, there's a much bigger one, more on a professional. Mine is like upper backyard slash, you know, low end professional. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about going more in on the professional side there so it'd be, it'd be like another two thousand dollars but uh i don't know it's kind of interesting to me uh, no it's gonna be the same price all over again plus two thousand dollars exactly like, needs to retire. that's your smoker figure out how to right, sell it right retire <laughs> <laughs> i said if i do redo my backyard i'll probably I'm, i've been looking a lot at the mill scale 94 that i would consider adding as an offset smoker just because i've always wanted to try out an offset smoker yeah. um so if i were to go with an offset the the mill scale is the one that i've been eyeballing and the, the brazos are very nice i mean you're definitely going you know you're getting something that's a bit more less part painful in the say, pocket is yeah part of me would say keep what i have and get an offset so i can just have the two different styles yeah yeah to mess, a, with, yep. mess with it as well so i i and that's how i realized that the company that i got the stumps they make both for mm-hmm. you know they make reverse um reverse flow and they make the uh the gravity fed so i was like i could go that direction as well just to do something up yeah, but you know, it's a, it's the same things. Like if you you cook different things different ways, you want to give her different feel for it. Like the smokers are really really expensive Pokemon cards at this point. Like I just want all of them, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm an adult, and maybe I can spend my money the way I want to. Tony, well, it has been great having you on, and honestly, I like the perspective of getting you in to talk about uh, the offset smokers because it does open my eyes to something else. I can. Yeah, uh, I've jump only into messed a around bit. with them, but I've never. I don't have the experience that he has, and I've and I know some of our listeners definitely have some and are looking into them. I couldn't pick a better person to come in and talk about them. Not to mention, you know, one day we will go together and compete somewhere. At some point, we will we will form our team and go compete somewhere. Let's do it. I think a good thing that you know you brought up early on was feel comfortable taking two or three months talking to somebody on and off to make sure you're making the right purchase. Like you're spending, if you, if you're spending three, four or $5,000 on a smoker, potentially mm-hmm. feel comfortable with the purchase you're going to make. But I think the other piece is while you're doing that, figure out where am I going to get wood from? Because if you realize the only way I can get wood is ordering on Amazon or ordering it through here, um, you may find that that's not going to work out. You need to find your local provider. So start digging in that. You might find stuff like you say, you talk to the guy who's selling the smoker. He might tell you here are five places you can get wood in this local area if it's a local smoker. So I definitely say it's your time to do research. You don't have to have it for this season. I smoke food all year long. So yep. you, you can get it in, in November and have a great time during the winter with it as well. 
Listen, folks, you can definitely come uh, ask Tony some questions in the Discord. He'll definitely be on our Discord server or, or ask us. We're having a great time over there uh, showing off some of the barbecue we've been doing and uh, having these conversations. Man, we have so much appreciate all the folks supporting us on Patreon and, and on the Amazon purchases. Rod, why don't you tell them real quick how they can support the show? Yeah, I'll, we'll try to keep you guys easy. I know last season we were telling you 15 different ways to support the show. But what we're hoping is that you're getting a lot out of the show, a lot of value out of what the content we're producing and if you're enjoying the show come participate with us on discord be part of the conversation honestly nothing's better than seeing people either tweet us food but when you're putting in the chat window and we're able to see everybody's the food that everybody's barbecuing and able to exchange tips on what you smoke where you're getting meat from where you're getting that from honestly barbecue is about a community so join the community participate in the conversation and feel free to ask questions or scroll back up through and read some of the old conversations. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are great at smoking, something that you may, may never smoke. So take advantage of the knowledge of other people. So subscribe to the show, join the community and participate because, again, it's only going to make you a better barbecue person. Tweet out the show and let's share it out there. Get other folks listening. We appreciate you. Tony, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Enjoy. All right. Take care, man. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.